Let's get to the show. We've got a lot, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. The first thing I want to do, though, is invite you all to chit-chat with us. So hit that little purple comment button in the bottom right. Um, we love hearing from everybody listening in the audience. Uh, so the question for today is, what's your favorite snack? Uh, my favorite snack is not hot Cheetos or spicy Cheetos. can't remember what they're called, but it's not those. Clemente. I, I, just, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> so, so y'all share, share your favorite snack, please. Uh, pictures are always fun. I mean, if, if you just love to take pictures of yourself when you're eating your favorite snack, I'm down for that. So <laughs> share some photos some, uh, and share your, uh, your favorite snack in the comments. We'll start reading those out. Um, I, I just love getting to know you all better. The real you um, kind of uh, what your life is actually like. So it's, it's fun to, to always hear that. So, Pop those in the comments. Also, remember, one of the big goals on Daily Dose is to connect you to each other. Um, we're trying to build the world's largest, most inclusive, most friendly, most educational, most welcoming community uh, on, the, on the planet. And the way to do that is to invite your friends and connect to each other, reply to each other, follow each other, connect to each other. Um, so look at, let's, I'm going to give you a little, a little assignment real quick. So look at the folks around you. There, there could be up to, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people around you in this Twitter space. Uh, why don't you give them a follow? Uh, you know, click that profile, give them a quick follow, say hello, reply to something they're saying. Uh, that's just a great way for you to all start connecting with each other. And scroll, so, scroll, scroll down to the bottom and just find someone that you don't that you don't follow. Because I think up top, because of the Twitter algorithm, it like places people that you usually interact with. So just give it a good old scroll to the bottom. I like it. Scroll, baby. Yeah, let's just connect to each other. I think you all will find there's a, there's a lot of delight um, as you uh, reach out to each other and connect. So please do that. Um, y'all, we are starting Poaps again next week. I cannot wait. Um, and the way we're doing it is by taking uh, a little bit of roll call using emojis. Um, so you just have to be listening out during the show. At some point, we're going to say, hey, roll call. And uh, we'll ask you to throw up an emoji. Um, I think we're I think we're doing the clap emoji. Is that right, Clemente? We are doing the the wave emoji. Actually. The wave. I try it today just because I, I actually looked into some of the old Twitter version, Twitter mobile versions that existed in the past, and the wave is the one that we cool. both have. So look, I'm waving at you. Um, <laughs> I'm waving at everybody. Um, so yeah, we're gonna say roll call and then throw up that wave emoji, everybody. Uh, that's how we know you're here. And then we have this pretty cool mechanism then that you'll get dropped the PO app. Um, so there's not going to be any claim and any pounding and mashing PO app buttons. <laughs> Woo. Oh my God. That'll be fun. So yeah, we're going to try that. We're going to do a little test tomorrow. If you want to join at 3 PM Eastern, a PO app test, there's not actually going to be a PO app, but we're going to, we're going to do a little test. So PO apps coming back at you. I know we all love them. Um, so that's Monday. Uh, Silent Mode did a great thread on the financialization of NFTs. Uh, Clemente uh, is going to pin that up top. Yeah, it's and, a, the uh, second pin tweet. It, like, I I just want to like if, if you guys want to look at it because it's part of the reasons why we uh we talk about the things like lending, for example, like NFT loans. It's not necessarily so you guys go out and and take loans out on your NFTs, but more <laughs> yeah. so like how do we talk about the bigger picture and, and why this is happening? So this is kind of a, a good thread that that summarizes all of it. Love it. And great comment from a, a loyal Daily Doser, big fan of Silent Mode. Um, y'all are already just dazzling me with your uh, delightful snacks. 
our, our, the good old gentle tornado says, these are undefeated with a picture of Kirkland milk chocolate almonds. <laughs> and the, those are amazing, y'all, in case you, you haven't experienced those, especially because it's like a three-pound uh, like container of them. Uh, nothing like nothing like America, y'all. It's awesome. Um, Chrissy H. says, lol, I literally tweeted about this last night. I'm a chip monster. We've got Ruffles. We've got Lay's. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. That That's going to be Super Bowl for me. Uh, plus, probably pizza. It's going to be bad. All right. So keep those, keep those snack uh, comments coming in. Um, as you know, we want to deliver as much value for you, for you as we can during the show, which means we got to give you a good market update. So, you know, what's happening. We got to give you the key news. Um, so we're fortunate to be partnered with, uh, two great sponsors, Mintify and Lucky Trader. Uh, Mintify is a killer tool. Um, they've just released a new beta experience, which is awesome. And, uh, if you're into trading NFTs, uh, it's, it's absolutely worth checking out. Uh, the analytics, uh, the speed of the tool are are amazing. Uh, make sure to check it out at mintify.xyz. Um, so with that, let's welcome them to the show. Is the market up? Is the market down? Mintify. Let's find out as we look at the market daily report Mintify. brought to you by Mintify, the NFT terminal for low traders. Mintify. Thanks, The Voice. Appreciate it. Uh, welcome to the show, Mintify. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. Uh, let's get into this market update for today. The total 24-hour Ethereum market volume, 25.4 million, up 15.4%. Solana market volume, 4 million down, 2%. Highest sale, 314 ETH for CryptoPunk 9092. You can get beta access at beta.mintify.xyz. The index top gainer, top 20 art, up 0.9%. Checks coming in at number 1.9 ETH floor price, up 38.3%. The harvest by per Christian Stoveland, 5.95 ETH floor price, up 4%. And Murakami Lucky Cat, 0.1599 ETH floor price, up 3%. The top losing index, top 20 metaverse, down 3.7%. Coming in at number one, Artifact Pod X, 0.25 ETH floor price, down 30%. CyberKong's VX, 0.46 ETH floor price, down 15%. And number three, Network Land. Uh, maybe that's Network Land, not too sure. 0.13 ETH floor price, down 13%. Some noteworthy market updates. The individual Polygon NFT sales tops Ethereum NFT sales for the second month in a row on OpenSea. Meta's Facebook Reality Labs division lost $13.7 billion in 2022. And Meta receives approval to move forward with its acquisition of VR company within after the FTC tried to block its, quote, ultimate goal of owning the entire metaverse. Now, that was a quote from the FTC, not meta itself market stats global crypto market cap 1080 billion bitcoin dominance 42.38 percent btc open interest 7.5 billion and fear and greed a little bit volatile back up to 60 with bitcoin at 23764 up just over three percent and ethereum at 1670 
up almost 6%, 5.72%, with the S&P at 41.60, up just about 0.7%. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Mentify. Thank you. Um, also, uh, just so you all know, the Amazing Daily Dose game where we're trying to save our Daily Doser, the form is now closed. Uh, we received a large number of entries from all of you amazing detectives around the world. And uh, it was so fun to see you all um, gather together, combine your brains, and try to save our Daily Doser. So we will be announcing the winner tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Uh, can't wait to uh, can't wait to celebrate. So um, let's uh, go to some of our awesome comments around snacks. Y'all are just going next level. Two percent. Nikki says I'm eating my fave snack right now. Can literally eat nachos every day with a yummy yummy picture of nachos. Uh, Web three Yogini said, "Boom chicka popcorn. Nothing better than kettle popcorn. Uh, I'm a I'm a massive. I'm like a popcorn maxi. Love popcorn." Um, so love that. And then Ash says, does this count as a snack? And it's, it's bourbon. <laughs> I think so. I think it's a good snack. Uh, and Catalina says, GM, GM, getting my daily dose of inspiration and adventure while listening to the daily dose from the cliffs of Cabo de Roca with a, a beautiful picture. So fun to see that. Um, let's keep going, uh, with the lucky trader news. Again, we want you all to be um, up to date on what's going on. And Lucky Trader uh, has a great team of anal analysts that compile the news every day. Uh, they pick, I think, the most important things to know about. Uh, and uh, it's always up to date. So I think if you check out LuckyTrader.com, it's a great spot to get all the important news in Web3 and digital collectibles. They've also got a great show called The Lucky Lead-In. Uh, I popped by today. Uh, interesting discussion. It's only 26 only 26 minutes. It's all business. It's packed with value. So uh, let's welcome Lucky Trader to the show. Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader. What stories are moving the market? The Lucky Trader app brings you trusted NFT news anywhere you go. It's the Daily Dose News. Here's Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader. Thanks. The voice over to y'all. Lucky Trader. Ryan, thank you, and good morning, everyone, and welcome to Lucky Trader's top news stories for today. Coinbase NFT hits pause, noting that new creator drops are on hold, but that it is not yet shutting down its NFT marketplace. <clears throat> Coinbase had to make that statement because a couple of hours prior, artist and potentially former Coinbase partner Jessica Yatrovsky shared that not only was her upcoming XX Gen drop no longer going to be on the Coinbase NFT marketplace, but that she had also been privately informed that the NFT marketplace is shutting down as of February 2023, leading to Coinbase to make its clarifying statement that it is not yet shutting down that marketplace. <clears throat> Coolcast introduced a new scoring and reward system called CoolScore yesterday. CoolScore is a new system being implemented to reward loyal and active members of the CoolCast community. The, the scoring system adds gamification mechanics that will govern access to future collection drops, IRL events, VIP opportunities, and other offerings. And that score will be calculated based on factors like how long you've held the CoolCast NFTs, whether your cool pets, cool pets are fully evolved, what items you've hoarded from adventures in Cooltopia, and community involvement. In other headlines, Memeland has reduced its royalties from 9% to 3.33% in response to some community outrage in a surging OTC market that was bypassing royalties entirely. 
Community sentiment after the captain's launch was that the high royalties were killing trading volume and momentum in those critical early days, and it seems that the meme land team has acted on that feedback. <clears throat> Steve Aoki has partnered with, with Seth Green's Stupid Buddy Studios and Shibuya to create the first-ever community-developed stop-motion series, partly directed by Replicant X NFT holders. NFT holders can participate in a choose-your-own-adventure type of exercises to help guide the storyline by staking their NFTs, and Seth Green commented, as creators, it's thrilling to have these new tools to bring fans right into our writer's room so they can participate in the creative process with us. The approach with Replicant X is designed to maximize fan input into the story and, more importantly, create com comedic sequences that we would never have dreamed up on our own. And last, Addressable raises $7.5 million for its mission to tie crypto walls to Twitter accounts for better targeted advertising. Addressable claims it solves the problem of anonymous wallets by associating anonymous blockchain audiences with their social media accounts by looking at data points across that activity that can be correlated with activities on the social media accounts. It claims to have matched 17 million crypto wallet holders already with their Twitter accounts, and they are differentiating themselves from other startups pursuing similar initiatives like Blaze, Cookie3, and Chasm. That addressable headline is a juicy one. A lot to unpack there. That is it for today, Ryan. Back to you. Thanks, Lucky Trader. Appreciate you always bringing the value. Uh, we've got some snackers in the audience, y'all. Uh, the Lawn Wrangler says, I'm extremely snack-oriented. So many favorites. <laughs> one eternal favorite is pretzel rods. Like, I didn't know there was a pretzel rod product, but yum. I'm going to have to have some of that. Uh, and next up, we got uh, Kenny G, which is, are you for real Kenny? Uh, says charcuterie boards it's very fancy uh, charcuterie boards are the best uh, i'm very fortunate because uh, jill uh, is, a, is a cheese lover and she'll usually you know crank out a nice charcuterie board for us to snack on over the weekends so i'm sold on that and real uh real alex says can't go wrong with a good old snickers good eat anytime <laughs> i feel like this is an ad snickers y'all good to eat any time of day especially the ice cream brought to you by snickers um i love it keep those coming y'all so it is time to announce the clues for the daily doser game are we are we ready does everybody want to know what the correct answers were throw up some emojis to, if, if, if you're dying to know the correct answers dun, 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 i'm gonna scroll down and see if we've got yep cyatos uh, is like is, is going oh my god ari is is crying for some reason but it's giving a hundred kurt uh kurt alexander is excited okay um let's uh let's let's do this um uh where i'll say one clemente then you say the next one and we'll go back and forth so you ready yeah there's like like popcorn reading back yeah, in popcorn school. Reading. all right so clue number one y'all was time clue number two was device three whoops four vortex five science Six lost, seven dose, eight repair, nine was antiques, ten was code, eleven success, twelve flux. There we have it, friends. Oh, who got them right? Who got them right? Who got them right? <laughs> I was I was trying so hard to not laugh while you were reading it. You were I was changing trying to hard... your tonality. Oh. Uh, I was just trying to not say the wrong number. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, congrats to everyone who got that right. Um, we're gonna pick 
one random person from all the folks that got that right. Uh, just can't wait to see which one of you it is. Um, excited, excited, excited. Thanks so much for playing our game. And uh, uh, we will officially bring back that daily doser from the future tomorrow. Uh, she has been stranded, has been a little frustrated uh, for those 12 days, but I, I'm proud of you all for for helping her out. Um, little little surprise fun fact. Uh, I don't I don't know if uh, she can unmute and reveal her identity from the Daily Dose account. Uh, do huh? we want to do that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the voice, it's not you. Get out of here. <laughs> I love you. You're amazing. Uh, Hello? I want to get... <gasps> she is i think i'm back oh my god are you okay i'm okay you guys saved me okay good you seem pretty chilled about it you just hanging out now yeah just hanging out you know the future's really cool but i'm glad to be back <laughs> yay all right so the fun little surprise fact Gigi was the daily doser that got sent into the future um so we're so glad she's alive and back um, want to thank the voice for being just such an amazing part and doing all the fun uh, audio snippets it was absolutely killer. Uh, thanks to Gigi for writing the story and having fun for Mr. Benjamin doing all the art. So uh, please give Mr. Benjamin a, a little clap. He and his team worked their ass off their booty off and uh, Clemente. Thanks for being helpful uh, as well. And John as well. That was, I had a blast. So a lot of fun. So let's get to it. Y'all we've got our first guest. Bored Elon. Bored is, he's not actually bored. He's just pretending he's bored. He's excited to be here. Um, so, uh, Bored, welcome to the show. Thanks. The, the answer to your snacks question is uh, sleeves of Oreos. If it were not going to ravage just my body completely, but I would I would eat those all day. <laughs> so, like, not just an Oreo, but, like, sleeves of Sleeve, Oreos. Yeah, I use the metric of sleeves when I discuss Oreos. There's one <laughs> or there's a sleeve. There's not really an in-between. You don't eat three. You don't eat four. <laughs> you just sleeve. <laughs> You're you're right. You like can't stop. You're like, oh my god! I think I'm gonna eat several sleeves. Yeah, and to be clear, um, standard. You know, they've got like 50 different flavors of them. That's all just distraction. The the classic one is 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 the correct one. Yeah i I feel like I feel like something's happened over at Oreo. Like not you know it was pretty it was pretty straightforward. You know, yeah, there was there was Oreos and double stuff, and it was pretty straightforward. And now when I go, there's like there's like uh, you know. Uh, there's like chicken flavor favored Oreos, and I can't even keep track. Yeah, yeah. The, the oh watermelon God. flavor was a crime against humanity. <laughs> oh my God, Restiva, do you have an opinion about Oreos? It's so true. It's so true. I mean, I was gonna ask Board. It, it, I mean, I've, I've crushed many a sleeve and full stuffed, and, and <laughs> yes, just absolutely feel horrendous the the same day and the next day. But yep. but yeah, Ryan, man, you nailed it. There's just like wait. There's already so many options of snacks. We don't need like. 55 derivatives no. of Oreos. We just don't need it. I agree. Uh, just for a bit of fun, uh, we've got a new speaker up on stage, Ledge. Well, I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite snack? Oh, you know what? Actually, um, I had put in the comments, I just said like a good Parmesan cheese. Like Ooh, I really nice. like if it's like a like a Chardonnay or like a Merlot or there's even like a Kentucky bourbon oh Parmesan God. cheese. So those are probably my favorite, but then also linked in with like that charcuterie board, you got to add like a good dark chocolate and like oh a God. glass of wine. Okay, you're blowing my yeah. mind. I feel like, uh, <laughs> y'all, I may have to just leave the Daily Dose for a second and go eat some some Parmesan. Um, Parmesan and like getting a good kind of jam. like Yeah, uh, it's like or, a fig, a fig jam. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, sorry. 
With wow. the goat cheese? Yeah. yeah I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Let's get back to Web3, everybody. Um, thanks, Ledge. Nice to see you up here. All right, so board, um, got all sorts of questions for you. But first, why don't you just do a quick 60-second Who's Board Elon and what are you all about for, for folks that don't know you? Oh, thanks. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. Um, so started the Board Elon Musk account uh, over nine years ago, very much uh, rooted as a parody of, of the real guy who owns this social network at the moment. Never expected when I started this thing that uh, he would own it. Um, but for the first five or six years was a very sort of like, uh, you know, singular monotone, just cracking jokes, coming up with funny inventions basically riffing on the idea of what does Elon Musk think of when he's taking a walk or uh, in the bathroom. And then about two or three years ago, started to talk, actually shared my voice, uh, started to kind of share the, the person behind the account um, and really dived you know, headfirst into, into Web3. Had been using cryptocurrency since 2012, 12, 2013. But um, yeah, NFTs really just kind of opened my eyes in terms of the possibilities of this space. Uh, launched a company called Boardbox, and since then have been building uh, a community much like yours, uh, but focused more on gaming. Love it! Thanks for uh, the quick intro and props for being, you know, properly Twitter OG. Um, and it is super weird and ironic that Elon actually owns Twitter now. So, <laughs> touche, I guess. Uh, way to see the future. So, I find I want to discuss personal brand versus Boardbox for a second. You have over one million followers on Twitter. Uh, yet less than a thousand people own a board box. So how do you balance talking about board box while also keeping your existing followers engaged? Yeah, I mean, the reality is that most people who followed me uh, did so before I started that company. So I've been playing this delicate balance of, um, you know, the personal brand that was built and what people originally followed me for. I try to kind of go back to the old content as much as I can and honestly just diversify what I talk about. I think that what you see on Twitter today is people will get like rapidly, uh, will, will, will grow their accounts rapidly to, you know, 50,000 or 100,000 followers, and they're hyper-focused on one particular subject, but then they also max out because the total addressable, you know, market or audience of people that are interested in that one thing is limited. So I've always kind of believed that just diversifying your content might not grow your account as quickly, but in the long run, you're going to reach uh, a much broader set of people. And that's that's been the strategy for nine years, in addition to just consistency and also getting really lucky that I picked the right person to parody. <laughs> <laughs> it did work out well for you. Um, but, but I, you know, it's a testament to the fact things take time. Like you, you didn't just do this in one year. You know, we're talking nine years. You know, I, I've been on Twitter f- since 2006, right? So um, it just takes time. So um, let's go to the next question, which is uh, all about attention. So we uh, we talk about the attention economy, the attention war all the time on the daily dose. Um, and uh, I think maintaining attention on social media is, is always, it's always a game. It's always a challenge. Uh, what have you found to be the best way to maintain your holders attention? So board box holders over time. And also what hasn't worked? That's a good question. I think it comes down to three things for me. Uh, it's entertainment, it's social currency, and it's utility. You can do all of them or you can do one of them. So entertainment, which is kind of the strategy I took for the first five years was, you know, make, make someone laugh, make them entertained. Um, that'll, that'll keep them coming back. I, I did a pretty good job of that um, for the first half of this lifespan of, of, this, of this identity. And then, man, it just got really hard to keep writing 
funny tweets. Um, and are you, I mean, are you just like a funny person? I mean, I, we talk a lot, but I haven't hung out with yeah. you. Like, I, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a solid B plus funny person. I, I react, <laughs> I, I'm better at reacting. Not an A, B plus. No, I'm, I'm not like, no one's going to pay me for a my minus. comedy. Let's just say that. I didn't get paid <laughs> to, to, to do anything with Bordy Elon Musk account for the first, you know, seven years. So not funny enough to get paid, but f- pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so entertainment's one. Social currency is basically you know, you make people uh, feel good or give them something to make themselves feel good, right? So I'm giving you factoids, I'm giving you information that you might want to reshare that might make you smarter than somebody else. And there's a lot of accounts like that, right? You curate cool things and share them and then you reshare them. So that's social currency, it gives yep. you status. And the last is utility. And I mean, that's that's what you're doing with your PO apps and, you know, providing access to different types of, uh, you know, information and experiences. And in my case, it's mm. access to games. Like that's the utility. Like I, I'm negotiating with game studios, getting cool game items and putting it in the hands of our holders. Um, but what hasn't worked is we went to market with a pretty expensive product when we launched in you know early last year. It was priced at an mm. ETH. Uh, even at that time, that was that was quite high. And the misstep was that um, you know gamers don't necessarily want to spend that much money on, on gaming, right? It's maybe a couple hundred bucks right. a year. So we're course correcting and you know, really opening up the, the, the network today for, for everybody. Cause the goal is like everybody who enjoys games is going to be part of board box. So yeah, that some of the wins and some of the losses along the way there. Absolutely. Got it. Thank you. Um, and everybody listening, uh, as we transition into a wider discussion topic, we're going to be talking about web three loyalty programs and battling for attention. So, uh, if that's your jam, uh, those are the kind of, uh, speakers look we're looking for on stage today. Um, uh, going to the next question, uh, all about Twitter, right? So uh, as we talked about, you have a huge number of followers on Twitter and we've been using it for a long time. So how do you feel like the app has changed since Elon has taken over? Have you seen any big changes personally? Um, and do you worry about Twitter now? Are you feeling more bullish and why? I, I, I don't love the inconsistency. It seems like every week there's a new thing. Um, you know, this week it's like lock your account, make it private, and that's going to boost your engagement. And that seems to be the current trend. But, um, you know, I think much like a credit score, people want to have a general idea of here are the rules to play by. And um, I'm going to basically follow them. So I'm, I'm bullish on the fact that Elon has a pretty good track record and um, has really, you know, been able to go into industries that no one ever thought he could he could enter into and, and make a huge impact. Um, at the same time, um, it does feel like it's just like a guy in the back room pulling switches back and forth and seeing what's going to work. Um, and there's a, there's sort of a lack of transparency. And I think that what bothers me most is, um, you know, his his coming into ownership of Twitter started off with all these like Twitter file drops and all this information that was shared from like the internal communications of the Twitter team. So that made me feel like, OK, mm. it's going to be a radically transparent company. But that that hasn't seemed to apply you know, to his team and what they're working on. And I'm not saying they have to like, you know, air their dirty laundry, but if you guys are going to go and make lots of changes to Twitter, um, just share what you're thinking, share what you're doing, like let the community provide input. I think that would be positive for everyone. And and I haven't seen that. So uh, I I remain cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I hear you on that. Gosh, I mean, so I I was co-tweeting a bunch, as you all know, shaking a bunch of people's hands. And then I went to do it. Uh, honestly, Luca and I were going to do it from Pudgy Penguins. And I went to click it and was like, oh, you, 
there's no co-tweet button. And so I emailed my uh, account manager, I guess you'll call him at Twitter, my connection, and said, uh, where did co-tweets go? And they're like, yeah, I was deprecated this morning. I was like, what? what? Oh, my God, okay. And then, you know, um, and we're navigating, you know, the Daily Dose is now gold-checked, and you can associate accounts. So I've associated my account. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are moving, um, which is both good and bad. I'm, I'm bullish on it. Like I love movement. I love iteration. I love change. Um, I think I, I, I really am glad that Elon came in and, and is shaking things up. Um, but it, I, it, I'd feel a little nervous about stuff. I, after I had a call with the Twitter spaces team, it, it kind of made me feel more nervous instead of better, uh, about, you know, how, how, how much investment is being made into, into spaces. Um, you know, I did sort of check into clubhouse for a second and see. So, oh yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I kind of wish that he would have stayed the, the, like the head of it a little bit longer instead of ducking out. Are you glad that he kind of ducked out? Uh, or do you wish he was still, uh, you know, at the front? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's better that he moves on, but the, the part that hasn't happened is the new CEO coming in. Maybe it's you, Ryan. Is that why you were talking to Twitter? You're going to take over. Surprise. <laughs> uh, yep. You're hearing it live, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're an investor, right? Like if you paid 44, if you invested $44 billion into something, how much would you expect to get back from that investment? And how in the world is that well, going to happen? A lot more than $44 billion. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'll be happy if it gets $44 billion out of it at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's <laughs> been a lot of names that have been thrown around in terms of CEO. I think that's that's got to be the next big announcement is Elon will play a big role. You know, he'll be chairman. He'll continue to throw crazy ideas out there and push everybody. But in terms of day-to-day operations, uh, somebody else has to be operating the switchboard. Yep, I hear you loud and clear. Um, I, uh, I, I was just thinking about Twitter. Yeah, I, I really, it's hilarious that we have to do things like emoji roll call because we can't get a listener endpoint on the on the API. But you got to do what you got to do. Um, it's uh, We've got a lot of fun comments coming in y'all on uh what your hobbies are i'm sorry what your snacks are hobbies of yesterday ryan come on um but we've got a poll that that we pinned up i'd love to hear your answer on clemente uh pinned it question is do you prefer using twitter now or before elon's changes to the app uh we've already got 113 people voted 76 percent of you say i like the app better now so uh 24 percent say give me the old bat back bat back app <laughs> Give me the goal. <laughs> oh my God, what's wrong with me? Can't talk. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's transition to uh, our discussion around attention and loyalty programs. So, board, I think what you're trying to do is build attention around the board box holders, right? You know, here's your rewards. Here's why you should engage. Uh, there's now a token. It's not a cryptocurrency um, that that kind of incentivizes people for paying attention. Uh, could you explain a little bit how that works? Yeah, I mean, anyone who's ever used like a hotel points program or a airline rewards program kind of gets the idea of you're rewarded over time with points. Usually it comes down to like how much money you spend. In our case, it's just time. You hold our NFTs, you're loyal, you participate in the community, you earn boredom points. And then me and my team, we're hard at work every day talking to game studios and sourcing game items for for games that, you know, basically let you own your stuff. Um, And then we put that up in our boredom store and then people can trade in their points and and get the games they want. That's that's kind of the ultimate vision 
Um, we, we launched the points accumulation program uh, this week. So people can just create an account for free and, um, and start earning points if they want to, you know, upgrade and get a box down the road that will earn them a lot more points. But, but that's the vision. Like right now, when people think about marketplaces like OpenSea and Magic Eden, it's, it's kind of like eBay. You need to know what you're looking for because you're, you're not going to just like find cool stuff to do or to buy on the homepage. Right. So we're not trying to be a marketplace. We're just trying to be a boutique. We're saying basically, here's a bunch of cool games that we recommend join our club, earn points, and then, and then get them. So we're, yeah, we're less of like a content network and entertainment and more about just providing access to games. Got it. So there isn't really an attention uh, cost to, to earning the board points then, correct? It's just holding the, the board box. It's just holding. Exactly. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's just time. Okay. It's loyalty. And that, that very much flies it, in the face of like how a lot of, I think, NFT culture goes, <laughs> you know, like you don't hold, you, you well, trade and you, you move on to the next thing. Yeah. I think it's interesting. And this is why we're going to make this our main discussion point is, is, is what are projects doing to, to uh, win back attention? And then what are they offering as rewards in order to do that? And then what is the final end game here and, and, and how's it going to play out essentially with loyalty programs? And it, it is interesting that you're saying, Hey, uh, you know, you're busy. Um, you, you know, you hold a board box. I'm not, you know, you're not asking your, your holders to log into discord or, or do things or listen to a space or do anything, you know, they just earn, uh, by holding what, how long do people have to hold to probably unlock something worth having? Uh, I mean, if you hold a box, you can probably get some cool stuff within a few months, um, if you sign up for a free account, it might take a little bit longer. But in addition to just trading in points for stuff, you accumulate points and you have like a total point accumulation that leads to a status. So, you know, again, back to the analogy of like Marriott points, you know, you get gold, silver, yep. gold, platinum. Once you reach that certain status, you're going to get giveaways and access to tournaments and things that other people won't. Um, so, yeah, that again, that's kind of where time time is your friend. Got yeah. it. Do you, and it, are you not... Uh, making it's called board right the, the point the, the points are boredom and just to be clear it's not a cryptocurrency it's very much boredom. like a web 2 point system that's centralized we just don't have right now a, a need to make a token that is actually tradable yeah um and that also kind of incentivizes people to do something we don't want uh which is not hold them. yep <laughs> makes yeah you want them to hold them got it that makes sense and was regulatory concerns any part of that decision or just the mechanic you didn't need it? It, it definitely um, was a factor. Yeah, we're a U.S.-based company. Um, that would have made it very tricky. Um, when you operate as a pseudonym, you also just have a larger target on your back for uh, how you uh, behave. And I've very, very much been trying to, you know, be like the model pseudonym and showing people like this is how you, you know, ethically operate a business and how you build trust. So have to do everything by the book based on the country I live yep. in. Makes sense. Perfect. Um, I want to say hi to Kizzy. Kizzy, thanks for joining. I see your hand. Good morning, you guys. I think this GM. is such a such a good topic because I am I like rewards, but it has to be like way more conducive to what I like. I think like just because you have a reward system doesn't mean that it's a good idea, right? It has to be something that the people and the people want. So for me, like I don't use crypto.com, but I check in in crypto.com every day because I know that after 25 days in a row, I could claim crow right boom <laughs> so i but i use coinbase right but that incentive brings me to their platform every day and i think that things like that 
incentivizes people to want to come back and do things. It has to be something that they actually want, not something that you're just giving. So I think that is the main part for me when it comes to any kind of reward system. Just because you have a reward system doesn't mean that I might like it. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) you you want to use it. So question for you on that. Like, so um, those, that is a cryptocurrency, right? That they're rewarding you with versus a point. Okay. And so the the thought there is, well, I'm going to check prices anyway. I might as well get paid a little bit to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have my notifications on. Right. So why not (laughs) grab a little extra, little something? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. All right. Thanks, Kizzy. Yeah. This is part of the conversation I want to have is like, there, there's a hurdle that, that everybody has to be has to want to get over in order to get a reward, right? You know what is what is the hurdle, uh, and it's different for everybody. Um, whether it's you know literal financial incentive, or if it's um, a mechanic where you get credibility, or uh, you get noticed, or you know, or you get praised, or there's just so many different re- reward mechanics and hurdles we're asking people to hop over. It's so part of the reason we chose this this discussion for today is because of Cool Cats, you know, rolling out uh, their point system, and and uh, I thought Clemente uh, brought up a, a good point during our pre call where, where he talked about you know you have to buy into Cool Cats to even take a part uh, uh, to take a part of that, right? And and we're not fudding or not fudding projects. We're just kind of noticing that there is this large price you have to pay to kind of even enter these ecosystems to then be, you know, playing in their loyalty reward program. Um, And I I do think it's interesting how boards model is you don't actually have to own the board box. Um, If I remember correctly, board, you can essentially register your email. That's it. Yep. That that's the simple, that's the simple step. And and that, that is a reaction to, you know, the very high price point is let's go to the other end and make it really accessible. And the other point I wanted to make about, um, you know, just asking people to do stuff and, and, and capturing their attention is a lot of projects and companies have sort of distracted their community from their core product. So whether it's like a game or merchandise or uh, something else, there's a lot of like, go to our discord, do this, participate in that. And and I, I get the value of that to keep people engaged every single day. But if you kind of, if, if you, if you, if you have people spend too much time on random activities that don't necessarily correlate to your core product, it's a little bit of a distraction and then they get, they get trained to do that stuff. And then when you finally release a product that you want them to spend time on, they, they might have like, you know, a lack of attention for it. They're like, no, 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 I got to go do right. the other stuff. Or they're burned out. Yep. Right. Or they're just feeling like it's all a bit grindy. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Um, thanks board. And thanks Kizzy. Um, if you've hopped up on stage and, and you've got something to say, make sure to raise your hand. And I'll call on you. I want to kind of set the, the, the stage a little bit. So, as we're as we're as we mentioned, we're talking about Web three loyalty programs, at, and at, we talk about this all the time. We're in an attention war, and we're really seeing projects that are are all constantly looking for ways to gather attention and engagement. And we've seen many different forms of these Web three loyalty programs, or we could really call them attention programs, begin to form. So we've seen projects have uh, they've created incentives and mechanics to reward holders for their attention. We've seen listen, interact, quest to earn. And the problem, I think, is that all of these require time. Uh, it, it just doesn't necessarily attract new users to the ecosystem, um, which is why I found uh, the, uh, that board's um, incentive mechanic was interesting because it didn't require attention, just required uh, holding something. Um, so 
the question is this, how can projects create sustainable loyalty programs that don't turn into grinding, but also incentivize new people to enter the ecosystem? And we're trying to work on that within the daily dose, you know, making this ecosystem attractive to new listeners while also rewarding you all for being loyal, uh, longtime daily dose family members. Right. So it's something that we're all navigating. Uh, Clemente is going to pin a poll, uh, and the question is going to be, have you actively participated in a Web2 loyalty program in the last month? Share your experience below if you can. So I would love for you to answer that. Um, before uh, we, we go to that poll, I'll uh, let you know where the last poll ended up. The question was, do you prefer using Twitter now or before Elon's changes? Uh, I like the app better now is clearly winning at about 73%. So I guess you all are enjoying, enjoying Twitter with, with uh, Elon's leadership. So um, let's dig into this. We, we're getting some hands on this. Um, let's go first to, I think it was Ledge. Hello. Hi. Uh, this is such a great topic. I'm really glad that um, you know that that one is for today. I think that there's so many interesting points with that. Um, you know, I think when it comes to, I, I think it, it goes both ways. I think that it's important for projects to come up with ways to reward their community. But I also think that, you know, when it comes to being a community, you're going to get burnt out if it's something that you don't enjoy or something that you don't support and you're solely only doing it for the extrinsic reward. Or some of it's going to be like, well, I like supporting them. And I feel that what's important for a project is to come up with ways to notice their community and say, we notice your support. We see that because so many times it just goes unnoticed and you just feel, um, you know, a little discouraged. So, um, you know, I think a great way is just having platforms like, you know, like what board was talking about with having different loyalty programs. And um, one thing that's kind of some of communities might've been seeing, it's called um, shuttle Bay. And it's a way to basically be able to get um, accrue social points. You link your Twitter with this platform and um, on the back end, projects are going to fill out that information uh, on, on Twitter. And then as a community member, as long as your Twitter is linked with that shuttle Bay, you can actually like comment, retweet and accrue social points. And with those social points, you can trade them in for rewards. And that's based off the project of how they want to reward their community. So it could be for whitelist spots, it can be for IRL events, it can be, um, you know, tickets to something, whatever it is that that project wants to do. And, um, you know, eventually there's going to be a marketplace where it's going to be like that tokenized social points. So um, you don't have to be a holder of that project. Some some can choose that you can be a holder. You don't have to be. It depends. It's all about creator tools. Uh, so really it's meant that each project that uses that Shuttle Bay platform can actually decide how they want to set that up how they can uh incentivize behaviors with that mechanic um yeah thanks ledge interesting that that would be interesting to see uh cross industry um loyalty uh token slash mechanic um actually uh, achieve kind of uh, uh penetration in the market so um appreciate that interesting points um Let's go next to, it was uh, Tofos. Hello. Hello, hi. I actually read up uh, quite a bit on, can you hear me? We can, welcome. Oh yeah, thanks. I actually read up quite a bit uh, on this topic lately, so I'm glad that this came up uh, in our discussion today. Uh, I'm definitely a um, huge proponent of using Web3 technologies in uh, loyalty programs and kind of uh, try to make them better. Uh, especially from the user experience, um, 
I find the loyalty programs currently to be inefficient and the redemption rates are pretty low. Uh, just try to convert your Amex points to Marriott or British Airways or whatever. And uh, it just takes uh, so much time and so much effort. And if you're not really, uh, maybe not tech savvy, but like savvy how this uh, particular program works, then you basically give up and just pay the full price for the ticket because it's just so inconvenient. Uh, yeah, you just so, give up. So you just, so you just give up. Uh, so uh, I would say the uh, Web3 uh, could help with the management of multiple loyalty programs, as you say, and kind of also um, make it possible to redeem those points in real time. Like currently, when I tried to book a, a Marriott uh, hotel with my points, there was like 48 or 72 hour um, uh, wait uh, for the points to be converted, etc. Et right. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So um, that's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to that. And just one final point. Um, we can't really also force people to use Web3 and kind of be like, okay, from now on, everything's on blockchain and uh, you just have to um, live up to this fact. Uh, I would rather say that an um, intermediary step of uh, of what some people call Web 2.5 mm. uh, would actually be quite nice. So basically, you have the traditional Web 2, let's call it Web 2 experience, uh, and then there's this uh, layer added on, like Web 3 layer added on top of that. And uh, if uh, users, customers see uh, the benefit of using it themselves, then they will actually be uh, right. more happy to um, adopt this new feature rather than uh, to use it. Uh, to, yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. I, th I think there is, we can have uh, instant, composable, uh, useful loyalty programs in Web3 if we can nail it um, correctly. But uh, it may be actually, you know, uh, doing that in a kind of a Web 2.1 way instead of Web3. Um, want to call out a couple fun comments around y'all y'all snacks what you're into uh fat stella says chips and queso uh i've shared this photo at least 2x already but you can never go wrong with cheese <laughs> which is so true and lucky says i love to make pizza here's a pastrami pizza with pickles and a and a spicy mustard base it's absolute fire oh yum it's amazing love it um so before we go to the next hands it's time for roll call y'all so throw up that wave. Give us a wave. If you're here and you want to help, help us test this PO app system, give us a wave. I see y'all waving. I'm going to scroll down and say hi to some of you that are waving. Charlie's waving at me. Uh, OX will be is waving at me. Uh, if you want to be counted as here, throw up me a, throw up me a wave. JPEG Ski, how are you? See you waving. Uh, Nick, I see you waving. Cool. So throw up a wave like this. Wave. There you go. Wave. Okay. That was the roll call. All right, we're going to test it again tomorrow, um, and uh, I think it's going to be great. Um, also, I want to thank Barry Gladiator uh, uh, for posting this. They said, any new first-time dosers here today? If so, I want to connect. Hit that follow button, I'll follow right back. I love you all trying to connect to each other, so uh, keep looking for each other in the audience and connecting with each other. Um, we actually have a quick nerd alert that relates to uh, loyalty programs. It is time for the Nerd Alert. Thanks, The Voice. Uh, the Nerd Alert is how Web2 companies create 
sustainable loyalty programs. Loyalty programs have existed forever through punch cards, customers of the month, and now countless apps. Businesses understand the value of loyal customers and are willing to dedicate resources to build loyalty. Web2 loyalty programs have a lot of similarities to some of the community incentives that we've seen in Web3. Uh, here are four key, key attributes to a successful, a successful and profitable loyalty program. Number one, value. Customers want to feel like they are getting a proportionate amount of value for their time and money. Uh, sort of like Kizzy was saying, you know, the the, the quick check-in uh, on the prices on uh, crypto.com was worth a little bit of cash that, that they sent her away. So there's got to be good value. Number two, excitement. Creating an end goal for your customer's loyalty over time can attract additional attention to your brand. Think of the buying five sandwich, get the six free, how exciting it was to get the six sandwich. Uh, number three, convenience and clarity. If a program is difficult to understand, interact with, or win, customers won't care. Uh, that's literally what Tofos was saying. It's got to be easy to understand. And number four, social currency. People want to feel like they are winning and feel a level of success on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's an alert for today. Uh, it, how do loyalty programs work and what are the four uh, key aspects of them? All right, we've got 10 minutes left. We've got some great speakers on stage uh, with some valuable thoughts to share. Uh, so let's go next to Emily. GM, thank you so much for having me today. Um, Welcome. Okay, so loyalty programs. What a lot of people don't realize about loyalty programs is there's already an existing secondary market. Um, when I was first starting out in tech, I traveled a lot for my role and I was racking up all kinds of airline miles and hotel points, except that I was basically too broke to be able to, you know, afford vacation even with those discounts. So I, <laughs> yeah, so I found somebody or somebody reached out to me that was buying airline miles. And the thing about airline points specifically is that um, it's very inexpensive comparatively to buy someone's airline miles and then turn around and buy them a first class ticket. So this is like a hack that travel agents would wow. use to actually get. How, how do you literally, how do you, how do they buy them? How yeah. does that transaction Okay, So here's work? where it gets uh, a little shadier. <laughs> um, you, you, give them, <laughs> you meet them in a dark alley. No, and... no you give them your login to your loyalty oh. program points, but their business is built on that. Um, and you know, you establish a relationship of trust with them. So what I think is really interesting and very opportune in wow. someone's giving me all kinds of thumbs down. Sorry, I sold my loyalty points that I couldn't use. Oh, well, um, <laughs> but like the voice, the voice doesn't mean it. He's a nice guy. Don't worry. Stars, rude. Um, so oh, anyway, stars, get out of here. <laughs> so, so anyways, um, that's, you know, just an anecdote from my personal experience. And then beyond that, um, you know, I actually, um, you know, got married uh, quite a few years ago and it was very important for my husband that I changed my name. So I did it. And um, I lost all of my loyalty points with airlines Oof. when I did that because what? they didn't have, that's, that's crap. yeah, because um, I, I think I was flying like Southwest and Delta and they were both transforming their loyalty points programs at that time. So I was like in the awkward window where I couldn't make the rollover happen in time uh, based on whatever was happening. So like I had hundreds of thousands of points on there that I just lost and can never use again because they, I think they maybe caught on to what um, me and other people were doing and they made it. So like you couldn't book <laughs> tickets outside of your name and then I couldn't roll the points uh... over and then like all this stuff happened. But I think, you know, again, if technology has a way 
technology is going to win. So a lot of these programs um, for loyalty points are a lot better off just embracing the fact that, yeah, there's a secondary market for this stuff. How do we facilitate right, so make them tradable? Yeah, how do we facilitate the secondary market? How do we make them tradable? How do we continue to benefit from them and get even more loyal customers? Because that's what matters more oh, that's than anything. An interesting point. Right. So they should so they should be tradable. Is it, it's an interesting counterpoint to what Board was saying, where uh, you know, they don't want to see trading of that. So it it, it is kind of interesting. And I, theoretically, Web3 is supposed to set, you know, these assets free. Uh, so they can, uh, you know, truly be uh, transported at will, um, which is interesting. So, Emily, thanks for the, thanks for the 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 little jaunt through your shady history. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's all. I didn't know you could trade loyalty back points, alley airline points. Um, I mean, I love I, it. Why not? There's got to be an official market somewhere now that like does a little yeah. bit of the, um, you know, anonymizing maybe, for you. Maybe but, not. Um, but thanks for the point. That is that is interesting. Um, there's a poll that Clemente posted. We'd love to hear y'all answers to the question was, have you actively participated in a web two loyalty program in the last month? Share your experience below. Uh, wow. It's, it's almost even yes, uh, is 49.5%. No is 50.5. Um, and there's a couple comments on that iceberg says the place I get breakfast sandwiches from has a punch card that every 10 sandwiches you buy, you get one free. Who doesn't love free sandwiches? <laughs> I love that. That's so awesome. I always forget to bring the card back. So um, Saita says, Web2 games are one big loyalty experience. Constantly encouraging players to do daily, weekly quests, achieve battle pass levels for limited skins, uh, which is proof of gaming at a certain time. Interesting. All right. Only have about six minutes, so let's keep going through uh, speaker hands. Uh, next up is Graystars. Yo, 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 it's your boy, Gray Stars. Uh, so I'm just going to clarify. <laughs> I, I just, you made me laugh every time. Thank I, you. I, I'm just going to clarify. I, I fully support selling miles and points. Uh, what I was thumbing down is like giving access to your account. I was just like, oh my God, that scares me. So Emily, I love you. And I would never Look, I was, uh, thumbs down you for selling. Points. I was very young and very needing to pay off my credit card. I, I, I think that, I'm going to do that now. I'm old and I want to sell my, my points. So <laughs> all right, Grace starts back to you. Yep. I'm going to keep it short. So uh, one thing you said, and I think you were trying to trick us up a little bit by saying, how can projects like reward people that are already here while also bringing in new people? And then you used cool cats as an example, right? And so in that case, they are 100% only incentivizing their holders. It makes no sense. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. it makes no sense to buy a cool cats to get the rewards program. It's not for me or a new consumer. It's for their existing clientele or customer base. Um, but yeah, as far as like web two, I'm going to say the most successful points program I've ever used in web two is Starbucks, right? Like Interesting. Starbucks app. I put money on it. I use my app to pay for it. Everyone in my family uses that Starbucks app. We accrue points and you literally trade them in for coffees and snacks and whatever. So it's just like Clever. very seamless, very easy to use. Got it. Yeah. And I think it seems like they're crushing with Odyssey, you know, their, their web three loyalty program, which underneath is on Polygon. So, um, gray stars, uh, thanks. And thanks for a little social hack. I'm definitely going to get all my family on the same, uh, Starbucks account. Hopefully no one from Starbucks is listening. Okay. Um, it seems like we have a couple Chick-fil-A maxis out there who like the loyalty program. Uh, Strictly Sports uh, says, yep, uh, all the time, 100%, and have their little Chick-fil-A uh, reward. Remember, I love a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Just going to put it out there. Um, all right. 
let's keep going. Everyone who's not American is like, what? I'm pretty sure Chick-fil-A is only in America, right? No? Don't know. Okay. I lived in England for 12 years, so I should know that. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Who knows? I hear some other voice. <laughs> I don't know the answer. I'm sorry. I, unmi- I was just never. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Chops. How's it going? Hey, hey. Uh, I think I think Chips actually had his hand up first. So I was going to oh, let him go. Oh, what a gentleman. All right, we'll it's go to, good. We'll go to go, Chips bro. and we'll come back to Chops. I feel like you're on. A, you guys are doing this to us. <laughs> Chips, go ahead. <laughs> thanks thanks bro uh so first of all i just want to say emily i had no idea you there was like marketplaces for points so i'm gonna have to look into that i appreciate that that's like a little life hack we're, we're all gonna be trading account <laughs> details now on everybody's the dark gonna web. be yeah, like go. getting dms from me to get the name of my travel agents <laughs> love it all right that's chips awesome. go ahead yeah and, and so there, there's two points right one someone came up here earlier and they were saying how uh instead of like these like NFTs that these companies can like give each other for like loyalty. I really like the idea of having it as like an infrastructure to make things like move quicker, uh, move a little bit faster. Someone said that it can, instead of using it as like a, a loyalty layer, you can kind of use it to like manage the systems. And I, that was my point I was going to bring up too. And I loved that idea that someone said that. And I love that I was, we were thinking the same thing. And two, it was, um, I just think when it comes to loyalty, a lot of it has to do with like the underlying like product, right? Like if it's, uh for if it's not good for lack of better bridge um people just won't use it or won't care right for me it's like chipotle (laughs) wait you don't love chipotle no like for me i I love chipotle so that's why i keep going back (laughs) i so got it so the loyalty program is worth having i I think it's interesting that you know we've created sort of a loyalty program here in the daily dose of po apps and it's kind of interesting you know everyone's excited about the project mint that's coming up but 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 we have plans way beyond that uh, for uh, exciting and fun uses for POAPs, you know, past that. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll see how it rolls out. All right, we only have two minutes. Um, uh, Board, uh, your hand did go up a long time ago. I don't know if you still have a comment to make. No, it was a quick reaction to Emily just saying if if her points were tied to a wallet and not to her name, uh, that would solve a lot of problems for a lot of different loyalty programs. So the token itself doesn't necessarily need to be tradable. Just use wallets as people's identifiers, and and that helps us all. Bada bing. Cool. Appreciate that. Um, awesome. It is time to wind down the show, y'all. Um, I do want to make sure to welcome everyone who's new. So if you're listening to the show and you're a first-time Daily Doser, uh, please throw a comment in the comments and tell everybody you new. And the Daily Dose community is super friendly, welcoming. So I bet you get a bunch of follows and and a bunch of replies. So let everybody know you're, no, you're new, and, and we'd love to welcome you to the family. Um, we've got uh, great shows all week, y'all. So tomorrow we've got uh, another exciting show. We're going to reveal the winner of the Daily Dose game. Really excited about that. Um, and uh, it's going to be really fun. So why don't we uh, take it out uh, with some tunes, Clemente? <laughs> 